We could use your help keeping the Omaha History Podcast going. Please consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It'll help pay the light bill. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. The Beltline Railway was once a passenger service, then an industrial line for 75-plus years. Today, there's nothing left of it besides some empty rail beds. The railroad heading up the modern-day Sorensen Parkway was the Fremont, Elkhorn, and Missouri Valley Railroad. Another railroad headed uh, north from the Webster Street Station, uh, headed north to Florence and points beyond, and that was the Chicago, St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Omaha Railway, a.k.a. the Omaha Road. So tell us about railroads in North Omaha, Adam. In 2007, the Nebraska Department of Transportation reported that there was one railroad left in Omaha north of Dodge east of 72nd Street. That's enough to drive my mind crazy, Steve. And it shows the evolution of the city because North Omaha, despite that one UP line that runs north today, it goes up to uh, the OPPD power plant. Despite that one, at one time, North Omaha had more than 30 pieces of railroad infrastructure all around the community, as well as more than 50 miles of line that jigged and jagged and zigged and zagged all around the community. I want to tell you a little bit about those. As I get going, I want to make a caveat, though. There are a lot of people who know a lot more about railroads than this guy. Uh, and I want to give some respect and love to all of them, especially John Peterson, who has been my railroad mentor for North Omaha and gently guided me in my mistakes and assumptions. So this is as close as I've gotten, and it will change in the future. Keep your eye on NorthOmahaHistory.com for more information as I go along. I want to begin with the story of the Beltline Railroad, because to me, it was the one that captured my imagination the most when I began to learn about railroads around North Omaha, because it's the one that, frankly, was the closest to me in any form when I was young. Back in the 1980s, my neighborhood of Miller Park was abutting the development of the North Highway, North 75 Highway and the Stords Expressway and the Sorensen Parkway right there at 30th and Fort. And that turned out to have been a nexus of sorts of all these different railroads that were running and jigging and jagging all around the community. It seems that in that one area, you had railroad, you had the Omaha Road. You had the Beltline Road, you had, which was also called the Mopac, and you had um, uh, the Chicago Northwestern Line uh, that was shooting towards Bennington. The Omaha Road went up to um, Fort Calhoun and beyond, and the Beltline went all around North Omaha. It seems that it ran down along uh, east of 14th, all the way from Abbott Drive and south of that Webster Street all the way up to the intersection of 16th and Commercial, jogging across Commercial Avenue, going all the way through um, down Boyd Street, 
what I think of as the Saratoga neighborhood and towards the Druid Hill neighborhood where um, it started to go south and west. And from there it went across Lake and then to Hamilton and then across Cumming and points south. What that belt line was intended to do when it was built up in the 1880s was to serve as a passenger line to take people from central Omaha to north Omaha, people from one part of north Omaha to another part of north Omaha, and then bring those folks down to south Omaha and beyond. So it was going to be literally a belt around the city of Omaha. And for a long time, it was. For about 30 years, it offered passenger service. But when that started to trinkle off because of the streetcars, uh, the line switched up and the owner of the railroad, which was the Missouri Pacific, uh, began using it for industrial service. And for the next 75 years, the Beltline was an industrial powerhouse. Well, at least 60 years or so. As long as the railroads remained relevant against the interstates, that line was pretty important for a lot of small industry all around North Omaha. Those That industry created jobs, and those jobs secured that middle class all around the community. But I want to go back to the passenger era, back to that time in the 1880s. Steve, there were a half dozen depots all around North Omaha just for the Beltline Railroad. They started way down at the Webster Station at 15th and Webster uh, and wrapped north going up to twenty about 22nd and Ames. It was called the Oak Chatham Depot. It was owned by Oak Reddick, uh, whose middle name was Chatham, Oak Chatham Reddick, who owned that land uh, and developed that neighborhood. And you might remember the stories of his mansion, the Reddick mansion that he inherited from his father, John Reddick, uh, that became the first home of the Omaha University. Anyway, Oak Chatham Reddick uh, developed the land right there with houses, and he put in a depot for the Beltline Railroad uh, right there at 22nd and Ames, or right near there. Uh, Over at 30th, there was the Druid Hill Depot. Uh, at 40th and Lake, there was a Lake Street Depot. At 43rd and Nicholas, there was a Nicholas Street Depot. And at 42nd and, and uh, Hamilton, there was a Walnut Hill Depot. So these little depots were all around North Omaha, meant to pick up passengers and drop them off. And next stop, it was a regular railroad serving North Omaha. How urbane is that? I love that. I remember those lines and walking down those lines and being scared like a mug when I was young because they weren't active They were all overgrown and just kind of creepy, but I can imagine the trains coming through. And that's all that we were left to do for a long time. Then they ripped out the lines. And today it's just a big empty spots all up and down the lines. There have been groups in the last decade who've been advocating to turn those lines into uh, recreational trails. There's been another group to who wanted to turn into a modern light train, light rail uh, passageway. So we'll see what happens in the future, but to know that that belt line still Hugging North Omaha like a nice big circle is a cool thing, full of possibilities. Those weren't the only stations in North Omaha, though. It turned out that the community had a pretty full and packed uh, railroad slate for a long time uh, that a lot of people used. Some of the other stations and depots included the Missouri Pacific Freight Depot that was at 14th and Webster. And, of course, the Webster Street Station, which not only served that um, Missouri Pacific line, the Beltline, but it also served more than a half dozen other railroads, bringing in trains in and out of that central part of Omaha. We think about the major stations in Omaha, Burlington, and the Union Station, but those weren't 
the only stations. This Webster Street station actually did a lot of work too. So that's pretty exciting to me. There was another station way out at 53rd and Sergeant, right out by the interstate today, I-680 and uh, about McKinley Road, where there was a little town that was called Briggs. And this town of Briggs had its own station that they ran cattle in and out of for the most part. The Florence Depot, of course, which still stands and is used as a museum today, was originally located over on 28th and Tucker and was on the Omaha Road itself. Another station was called the Omaha View Depot um, or the uh, Briggs Depot. And it was at 3190 Grand Avenue. Now, this Briggs Depot is different from the Briggs Station. Uh, let's call it the Omaha View Depot. You get the idea. It was put in uh, for soldiers to get on and off the train to Fort Omaha. And it was just south of the fort right there along the Chicago Northwestern line uh, that was previously the Fremont line. And that was an interesting place because you had all these soldiers coming in and out for World War One and for the balloon school. And even before that, uh, the line was used for a couple different things. And there were other stations that were tucked in around the area. The DeBolt station uh, was out on 60th Street. Um, and that was mostly a cattle station where they moved cows in and off of cars. Uh, but it was still an important place for a little community out, that was out there. We also had a whole lot of other infrastructure around the community, a bunch of bridges and viaducts. Uh, the Missouri Pacific Carter Lake Bridge is mostly forgotten today, uh, but it was a bridge that went over Carter Lake on the west side of the lake. On the east side of East Omaha, uh, there's the East Omaha Bridge, which actually still stands today. The East Omaha Bridge is owned was owned by the Illinois Central today. It's owned by Canadian Pacific Railroad. Um, but the Illinois Central, uh, they, they really reinforced the bridge and made it a viable working thing for a while. It was the largest double span railroad bridge in the world for a minute. Uh, and today you can see that it's locked into place and open, uh, so the trains don't use it anymore and boats can move freely to and fro without the use of, uh, pivoting the bridge. But to look at it, you could almost begin to imagine how important that it could have been considering that the only other bridge in the Omaha area is the UP bridge down by the Union Station. So that's a pretty interesting thing to me, at least. Um, other bridges were, there was a Union Pacific Bridge on the sh shores of Carter Lake crossing at Ames Street. Uh, and then there were a bunch of trestles and uh, viaducts that were all up and down North Omaha. The other thing I want to mention are the roundhouses. It turns out that uh, North Omaha had two big roundhouses that were super important for the railroads that used them. One was the Omaha Road roundhouse that was um, about where Carter Lake Shore Drive is today. And next to that was actually the Mopac or Missouri Pacific roundhouse where they service trains originally for the um, Beltline Railway and then uh, for their own use later on. So all of those formed this net, all of that different infrastructure formed a net that went over all of North Omaha. But the biggest piece of railroad infrastructure in all of North Omaha was called the North Yards. They were located right around 11th and Nicholas. And if you can imagine, Steve, there wasn't one railroad track there. There wasn't five railroad tracks there. There were more, almost 20 railroad tracks in the North Yards. And these tracks were for all the trains coming in and out of Webster Street Station and all of the uh, Omaha Road trains and the Chicago Northwestern 
trains and the Missouri Pacific trains and even the UP used these, uh, the North Yards. And each of those train companies had different things going on down there. Uh, but definitely a super vibrant and important piece of railroad infrastructure in Omaha's vast railroad history. You know, and then there were other railroad related places that had nothing to do with the actual physical place, but more to do with the social and cultural and economic effects of the railroads in North Omaha. The Railroad Men's Benevolent and Social Club was at 24th and Miami in the 1950s. And this is where uh, railroad workers had a social club and they hung out and did their thing. The Waiters and Porter headquarters was located in uh, today's Blue Lion Center, where the Union for Contemporary Arts is from the 1920s into the 1950s. So the Sleeping Car Porter headquarters was at 27th and Lake from the 20s and 30s. And just a super fascinating set of possibilities of all the different things that were related to railroads in North Omaha. I just love all the stories and the sounds of the, the major, huge, big sounds of those trains moving through and the sooty darkness from all of the coal that they burnt, but also all of the jobs that they made and the futures that they created. The railroads were largely segregated with African-Americans serving specific jobs uh, that had to do with labor and had to do with porters. Um, but even those jobs were credited with creating a middle class or at least helping African-Americans achieve middle class status uh, for decades and decades when they weren't able to in other industries across Omaha because of Jim Crow. All of that excitement. And on top of that, there's even more. Steve, in 1913, this huge tornado blew through North Omaha. It was called the Easter Sunday tornado. And it blew through North Omaha, leaving damage everywhere, terror, torn apart houses and all kinds of businesses damaged. But one of the biggest things that it did was tore down the Illinois Central Bridge right across the Carter Lake in March of that year. Uh, just demolished the bridge. They later on rebuilt it, but it took a long time for it to get better. There were tr uh, grain elevators located up and down North 16th Street right to the east of the 16th. Uh, one of them was the Holmquist grain elevator uh, at 16th and Commercial or 16th and Manderson. And that became a major uh, elevator later on. But even when it was built, it was a kind of a marvel of technology. We're, of course, familiar with the stores brewery that was located down at 16th and Charles. And that brewery was really dependent on the railroad for its shipping purposes and for getting the beer that it produced all across Nebraska. And, of course, there were major elevators right there. Uh, a lot of people remember them as the mother's flower elevators. Uh, they were owned by the Nebraska Consolidated Milling Company, which, of course, became ConAgra. And uh, those elevators continue to work today uh, under a different company's name. So that railroad legacy in North Omaha is still being felt right now, even though the trestles have disappeared and the stations are long gone and the depots, there's barely any sign of them, if any at all. Even though the Beltline's been ripped out and a lot of the tracks are just gone altogether, we still know and can appreciate the long heritage and the deep impact of railroads in North Omaha history. And that's a little bit about them, Steve. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.